This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are actually in a very special place. We are at Madman Marduk sitting around the campfire. I guess it's one of those like special things that, I don't know, that I kind of wanted to do sometime, and we kind of did it. So this is your boy, East Coast Trev, and we have... This is Steve. Oh, and... The Madman Marduk. Oh, we're all here hanging out. We're in Connecticut it's a opening week of turkey season, and things have just been absolutely phenomenal here. I guess, you know, when we had gotten to Madman Mardix, he came out on the porch, and he's like, dude, it's like rut, because everybody is calling in and just saying, I just knocked a bird down, I just knocked a bird down, I just knocked a bird down, and it's just like, it's so cool. It really honestly is, and our week has started off with an absolute and utterly bang. It really has. Um, opening day, I guess, you know, we're just sitting around the fire and we're just going to chat it up and just a good old bullshit session of kind of how everything has kind of played out for us um, in the past couple of days. There's all kinds of YouTube videos and all kinds of really cool stuff to come. So make sure you, if you guys haven't already, get on over and check that stuff out. Um, I say this every single podcast. So if you haven't done that, uh, you're just missing out on life. But um but no, my my. I guess I. I mean, what do you guys think? Should should I start with the opening day? I mean, how how could we do this? Well, first of all, cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> slow it down. Cheers. Welcome to the hill. What are we drinking? We appreciate that. Some. Uh, sorry, I got to talk into the mic. Some wild turkey, rare breed. Whoa, for turkey season. Puffing on a cigar. That's how we celebrate. Next to the first campfire of the year. Doesn't get any better than this. No, it really doesn't. No, <laughs> he just leaves it like that. He's, he's not a podcaster, I can tell. <laughs> he just, he's hoping that That's somebody why he's else, the manager. He would hope that somebody else like has has a response or whatever the case may be. Right? Um, no, our season has been absolutely phenomenal. Right, right from the get go, um, especially in here in Connecticut when. 
So my season, I'll just I'll kick it off, man, and go right into it because you guys He's really want to hear. It's going to take him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, watch your mouth over there, bro. <laughs> so, so on opening day, I had the pleasure to hunt with two gentlemen that I actually met on a piece of property that I hunt, and I got to take both of them out, uh, Eric and Justin, and got to hunt with those guys. Called an absolute hammer of a bird in, and he came in on an absolute string. Came right into the Jake decoy, 15 steps. And I, th- I think, you know, as being a first-time turkey hunter for Justin, you could just see it, the emotion. Like, you guys have definitely hunted with first-time turkey hunters, right? And and myself, I should have described it to him a little bit better, right? I should have told him what's going to happen. Like, if that turkey comes in, he's going to hit that Jake decoy, and he's just going to annihilate it. Like, you have all day. Like, his, his mind is set on that one thing, right? And some people may not know that, you know, because they might not get to that point where they let them light them up or whatever the case may be. So I didn't explain to Justin at all. I just said, go sit over there. When he comes in, shoot him in the face, right? Because I'm thinking I'm hunting with my hunting buddies, right? So this thing comes into 15 steps and I'm like, all right, shoot him. Actually, hold on. Let me wind it back one second because so the bird's coming and He's sitting there with the gun, but the gun's not up yet. And I know that the bird's starting to roll in because it's getting louder and louder and louder. And I, so I have to yell at him. I'm like, Justin, raise up your gun. Get ready. Like, get ready. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming fast, too. And he's on kind of coming down on a downward hill angle. So I'm like, you know, we're very exposed at this point. A little bit tricky. Boundary line-wise, houses, so on and so forth. So we kind of were pinched in this one area. Well, so the bird comes in. And he's almost to the decoy, and Justin shoots, and he misses, and he goes to shoot again, and he misses again. And, you know, it's all good, right, because these things happen, and I go up to him, and he's all upset, and I'm like, bro, that's turkey hunting. I says, you you got, you got the needle in the arm, man. That's what it's all about. The adrenaline is just where it's supposed to be, and things are the way it's supposed to be. But I can think one thing I take for granted is I forget to tell these people that stuff. And let them know exactly what's going on. So as the day starts to go on, we start moving. But the wind starts getting up. And one of the things that we've been dealing with in the past couple of days is the really bad wind. The wind has sucked so much here. Uh, I mean, having 25, 30 mile an hour winds. So we moved on. We went and hunted another spot. No luck. Couldn't get anything to gobble. It was really tough. And then around 2.30, 3 o'clock, a good friend of mine, Don, um, we hunt a spot together and he's like, Hey man, you want to go into the spot? I didn't hunt this morning. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's go, man. So I went, we went in there and we couldn't get a gobble just because the wind and whatever else was going on just could not get a strike. So I said, well, Hey man, we can always go check the other spot that we went and we just smashed birds in six years ago. And it was just one of the times of our lives. So we decided that screw it. We're going to go over there and, and we're going to hunt. So we get on over there, and uh, the birds were right where we wanted them. So we sneak into this one spot, and we grab the crossbow and this, that, and the other thing. It is a bow-only area, which that's going to play a big part in this because just pay attention to that because in the next, like, Tales for Tailgater episode of what actually in real life or podcast land would be today, right? So while we're recording this. So, um... So we, we go in there, and I called in three hammer, hammer, hammer long beards. And so they're, they come in, and I get them to like 15 yards, 
and I got the crossbow. As you'll see in the video, I was a little bit set back, and then I worked my way forward, finally getting behind a log, and there's three giant long beards sitting there, and I sneak up on them, and uh, I end up calling them back a couple of yards and end up getting a shot on them. So I think in that I, I 12 ring this thing. So he goes down, he's flapping on the ground, and me having shot turkeys with the archery before, I'm like, I got to run up there and grab it, you know? Because like you're like, said that like Bobby, I've shot it with the archery. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, you, you know that you have to jump right on those birds so they don't run away. So, so I jump up. And I run down to go grab him. Well, well, when I jumped up, he jumped up. <laughs> and I knew it was on. So he goes and he jumps in the swamp. Well, I jumped in the swamp too. <laughs> and the problem is that that swamp was like waist deep. So by the time I get probably 75 feet, I'm out of breath. I'm dying. I'm having an asthma attack. The thing's starting to go up the hill and it hits a field. Well, I didn't see where it went after the field. And I ended up losing the bird. I couldn't find the bird. And, uh. It, it tore me up, man. I, I was really upset about it. I, I went back and reviewed the footage. I couldn't really see the shot in it, but he, like, flipped over, and I was just like, man, what the hell? Like, what did I do so wrong? And I searched forever. The two of us, we just walked everywhere trying to find it. We couldn't find it, and that was kind of the day, you know? Um, and then for day two, we planned on meeting up with uh, the madman Mardik and hunting together, which was... It was it was definitely fun. We, <laughs> we the morning um we met up what time do we meet up? Four AM. Four AM to get on a piece of public. And and as you guys may or may not know, but they start gobbling at five fifteen. So we're sitting in the parking lot and uh what that guy showed up. Four thirty. And they we're just like expecting to be the first one there. Yeah. And we're like, Well, Bob he goes he goes, Where where are you headed? Uh, down to the left. He goes, yeah, I'm going to go down the tote road, and then I'm going to go down on the split, take a left. And I'm like, yeah, that's right where we're going, Bob. We're going all the way in the back. Yeah, and it's not a very big piece of public. Not by any yeah, means. There's not, a, there's not a lot of room for two I guys mean, to work the area. It's all or nothing, right? So we end up getting in there, and uh, right right where the birds had, you know, I knew the birds would be. And uh, we, we weren't even set up yet when we got the first gobble, right? No, we were just we were just walking out onto the flat, and uh, one lights up. <sighs> so I was like, "All right, they're right where they need to be. They're gonna come up onto this flat." And I says, "We're gonna shoot them in the face." Well, no sooner than I said that, <laughs> we hear <laughs> we hear. <laughs> well, no, we we thought we saw a headlamp. Oh, that's right. We thought we saw a headlamp. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. And we were we were. Hemming and Honda, was that a headlamp? I think it was a headlamp. And like we couldn't figure it out because it didn't make sense where the headlamp was coming from. But it was right. It went right to left, down in the bottom, on the same elevation as the gobbler. It it went yeah. So it went from right to left, and then it like, then but then the calling was back to the right. Like he like had gone back. Like he's like, oh crap, I went too far, and he's right underneath the birds. And I, that's why I said to you, I'm like, oh, geez, man, he's no, right Now, on. mind you, this bird's already gobbled five times on his own. That, that is He's already true. gobbling. Yeah, Nobody's done anything. He's, he's, go, he's gobbled five times. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the sun's starting to come up, but not legal shooting light. The, the birds are definitely still in the trees. And I hear, Wait, in Connecticut, it's not normal to locate birds that are self-locating? 
<laughs> no, why would you do that? It's, it's, I just want to make sure. It's becoming more normal. <laughs> it's becoming way more normal. Apparently. We just want to hear him gobble four more times for no reason. <laughs> hey, dumbass, they're right there. Like, just set up, bub. They're going to keep going. It, once they start, they're not going to stop. But that wasn't enough. Oh, no. Dude, so it goes, ah, 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 Dude, it's not even late enough for a crow to be even out of its nest. And then I hear. That sounds like me last year in Virginia. Like all three simultaneously, you, 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 five seconds in between. Yeah, you actually took too long. All right, so it went, it went yeah. like this. It give went like them, this. Give them the, this is real time rundown. And you're like, so I turn my shoulder, I look over my shoulder, like a child, and I say, man, this avian bird flu is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, really, bro? Like, like the, the bird is already gobbled. You're underneath the fucking thing. You've now kicked, kicked it off the roost because now it hadn't made no noise after the fact. Never gobbled again. Never gobbled again, dude. Never did it gobble again. I could not believe it. And it, you know, so me and Marduk are sitting there. And the sun starts to come up, and I'm like, I'm on him. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, dude, what in the world are we going to do? So, Marduk, was it you that noticed that there was a... I, I heard her first. Oh, you heard her. That's yeah, right. About 40 yards, the same elevation as us, straight left. And she ends up, she's like tree yelping at me. And I'm like, oh. What the freak? Like, all right. Nothing, dude. So she ended up obviously seeing us because she sat up in the tree and then ends up coming down. It was like maybe like six o'clock. She ends up dumping out of the tree. And I said to Marduk, I says, bro, this is pretty much a waste of time. We got to keep moving. So about that time is when the wind started to pick up. You know, the sun comes up, the wind starts to kick up and... It just was downhill from there, man. It was absolutely downhill from there. We literally put miles and miles and miles and miles on the boots, on the truck, just trying to locate a bird, and uh, no such luck. We didn't strike up a single bird all day long, man, just hiking through the woods. And uh, so at 2.30, I had to go for a service for my truck. So whatever. So we split our ways. I'm like, all right, Marty, dude, I'm going to go down and get service for my truck. I says, uh, let's hunt tomorrow. Yeah, we I'll had catch made, you tomorrow. We, we had already made plans for the morning. For the morning. next day, yep. right, yep. So he, we end up kicking it loose. I go to do the service for my truck, and I don't know what the hell he wanted to go do, honestly. I have not a clue. All right, I don't know. What did you do? Well. You went for, to McDonald's. First thing I did, I stopped at McDonald's. <laughs> got that number five with the sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> Jeez. Because <laughs> I was hungry. I mean, that what's was a, all, What's a number five? The 10-piece nugget. Oh, all right. Yes. You don't get the 20 piece, bro? No. Why not? You can't do 20? I could do 20. I just don't need 20. <laughs> I know someone else that's about to do 20, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Drink to that, boys. <laughs> if yes, you sir. know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was starving. I, I mean... Rewind just a little bit. Right around the, probably the last, um, the last piece of public we ran through before we split. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're smoking some backwoods here. <laughs> Give me a hit. 
they were talking so long that they went dry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happens. The, the, I could tell, like, the last piece of public me and Trev went into together, we rolled up on it. It looked good to me. I'd never been there. I don't know. Had you been there before? I, uh, I shed hunted it. Yeah. Looking for, uh... It looked good. For antlers. It, it and was deer. it was kind of like a narrow strip. You had like uh, hay fields on the right, swamp on the left, and there was just a strip hardwoods down the middle with like a like a not a two track, but like a hiking trail right right through the rip. And I said, "Come on, let's go, man. We've been driving around long enough. Like we we got to do something." You could tell Trev was like not really feeling it. I said, "Come on, we got it. over it. We yeah, yep. forty mile an hour winds." And, and I, you know, my my little killer killer's gonna kill mentality's kicking in. I'm like, "Come on, we got to. We just got to." All right, get- time out, time out. You said it. I I really want I do want to get with the story, but I, I want to go down that rabbit hole really quick because I had asked you a question yesterday, and with the whole killer's gonna kill kind of thing, and I was like, do you think it's an arrogant thing to say? Is that a one off to say like that we're better than somebody or whatever? And I, I said I want to hear your opinion. It's it's your words. It's your hashtag. You kind of brought it to life with us. So can you explain it to us so that everybody knows when we say it, what it actually means to us, and it's not that arrogant, bad thing when something is to be said about it? It's a little arrogant. Oh, well, it's definitely arrogant, but, uh, but I, well, first I mean, of you all, know what I'm saying. Like, it's not like... Right. Just well, explain First it. of all, I, I know I adopted it from somewhere. I would love to give credit where. I just don't know. Apocalypse Some, now. Right. So, <laughs> someone, uh, you know, I, I heard it somewhere. I, I You know, I kind of stole it i guess not you know one way or the other but um you know i started using and to me it's it's more like a mentality you know when when things get hard when it's time to grind uh you know whether it be turkey season or deer season or anything a true killer is going to find a way to get it done you know what i mean what i what it is it's it's a spur of the moment thing it's it's a stop and think like what the hell is going i ain't seen a deer in two days where well you know i've hunted high i've hunted low the deer got to be somewhere. Where are the deer? Or I haven't struck up a turkey. Why? They're, they're somewhere. Where are they? Like, killer's going to figure that out, you know? And they're always going to figure out a way to just get it done. On a windy day, we're not sitting on the couch. We're out there getting it. Figure, you need figure to get it. it. You gotta, right. Something's going to happen. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But you, you just, any little intel you can take and just keep the mind turning and figuring out, you know, uh, I know this is a turkey talk, but, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, um, the last couple deer seasons, whether you killed or not, like, um, there's always an excuse for having uh, a bad deer season. Like, uh, this past season, 2021, tons of acorns everywhere. And you'd see a ton of guys on Facebook like, oh, you know, I'm not seeing any deer, you know, there's too many acorns. Well, killer's going to kill. Killer's going to figure out to, how to beat that. You know, you go back to... The, you're going to find that bed to food no matter what. Something. You're gonna, you're gonna, whatever it is, you're going to figure it out. You're going almost primal. And you're going to get it done. Uh, 2020 deer season, it was hot. Remember, it was like 80, 90 mm-hmm. degree, no, early, no, not 90, but it was like, it was upper 70s, low 80s. Miller rut. Beginning, of, yeah, early November. Yep. And everybody on Facebook, you know, bitching and moaning about how hot it was and the deer aren't moving. Well, killer's going to kill. Killer's going to figure out where those deer are, you know? Your consecutive and, deer killers or turkey killers always are killing are always no matter what, what it, it is. Right. And, that's, and that's what makes the killers So when kill. you say, is it arrogant? Yeah, it's a little arrogant, but you either got it or you don't. You, 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 you can't. It's hard to teach, right? You know, it's just something you just—it's just a—it's a—it's a switch inside your brain that just clicks on, you know, and you just go into kill mode. Now, there's there's one piece I want to throw into that, just 
to clarify to some folks that uh, we're not saying if you're not getting birds or deer that you're not a killer. Right. Because you got to take into play that if you're not on land that don't have deer or turkeys, you can't kill deer or turkeys that aren't there. But it's going to take a killer's mentality to find a place where they are. Correct. Yeah. You almost you almost have to stop for a second and you almost got to get pissed off. You know, like, what the fuck? What do I got to do? What am, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? I'm missing something. Right. What can I do to make this happen? And like you said, if you don't have if the deer or turkeys aren't there, maybe you got to go to a new piece of public or, or figure something out. Try something. Wing right. It, you know? Because I mean, and, and the, maybe that doesn't work. The best turkey caller in the world can't call a turkey, and if there isn't a turkey there to call, right? So you got to make those shifts and know when to make them. You can't just beat your head against the wall, right? And you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, wondering why it's not. You got to you got to make an adjustment, or change something at some point, right? That's definitely important. So so go back to the story. What you're gonna say? Killer's killer's gonna kill. Oh, I got my McDonald's. <laughs> and um, good I was, pickup, by the way. <laughs> I was actually it was good McDonald's too, man. I was I was starving, so um, I was actually gonna pop into a piece of very small piece of private that um I deer hunt a lot. I see a lot of turkeys there in the fall, you know, flocked up. Doesn't mean they're there in the spring. I hadn't really scouted or anything like that. <clears throat> On my way to that piece of private, there's a there's a piece of uh, public. You know, in between us, and this is a piece of piece of public that, you know, it's my stomping grounds. I grew up on the on the edge of it. Um, you know, I used to run through there as a kid playing. I drive still to this day. I I drive around that three four times a night in the summertime looking for deer and all that stuff. So, um, a lot of times in the morning on my way to work, it, it, I call it the long way. It's really not that long, but I'll I'll t- I'll take a ride through there just to see uh, if I'm going to work and it's deer season. I go, I go over to the public just to see what trucks, what trucks are in what parking lot and all that stuff. <laughs> so anyways, I'm on my way to the piece of private. What the hell? I'm going to swing through the, I'm going to swing through the public and, uh, see who's hunting. Steve's over here throwing a couple extra logs yeah, in the fire. Yeah, he's loading up the fire, stoking it up. S- Steve, you throw an all-nighter on there for us, bub. <laughs> he must he must be cold or something, bub. <laughs> he's, he's a southern boy, you know. He's... I'm south of the Mason-Dixon boy. Well, welcome to the north. <laughs> Plus, we're, we're a little high, little higher elevation up here on the hill, too. So, so, as, so, so you get on that piece of public where... You know, it was your stomping grounds and stuff. Yeah, so mind you, I've had a hell of a time this season just locating a bird preseason. I mean, I've I've gotten up early, a couple times a week before work, checking for birds. And this piece of public I've been to multiple times. And I've tried every access point there is, secret access points that nobody has. I've got access from private property that nobody can use. I can't roost a bird to save my life here. So I'm coming over, you know, the main road through the public. There's there's nobody hunting. There's no, no trucks anywhere. And um, as I'm coming down the hill... It dawns on me there's there's one spot that I never really got into. You know, it's a little ways in the parking lot. It's a little bit of walk, but it, it's a bottom. And I'm thinking, well, that's a leeward side. 
because it's been windy. That's what's been kicking our ass all day. And, um, you know, I never got into that bottom. So I was like, you know what, what the hell? So I pull into the parking lot, get out. I might walk 300 yards down the two track from the gate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just, just had to readjust. Oh, okay. What is that lighter? I've been talking too long. I ain't smoking. It's tough. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm about three, four hundred yards from the from the gate, and uh, I pull off the nor'easter. What is that? The outdoor drive pot call series. Yeah. And I give it a couple rips, and my jaw about hit the dirt because <laughs> I heard a gobble. One lid off. One lid off. Come and, on. And you got to remember, I haven't heard a gobble since. 520 that morning and 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 the funny thing so at that point i'm getting serviced on my truck i'm about to pull into the place i just talked to the service manager just gave him my truck and Mardik texted me or yeah texted me and was like i just struck one up and i'm like bro I got, i'm servicing my truck like dude, don't do this to me right now like what do you mean he's like listen i'm 12 minutes from where you're at he goes i just struck him up I can't get him to come in on this side. He hit the dam. I need to go around the other side. I'm going to fly over the other side. He goes, text me when you're done. I was like, all right, I'll text you when I'm done. So, uh, yeah, 12. Let me, let, me, let me jump in there real yeah. quick. So, this piece of public, um, so I'm on the two track. Uh, like I said before, I know the property very well. Um, I strike him up. He's on the hill across. Uh, it, it, growing up, it was a swamp, but the beavers got in there the last few years, and they kind of dammed it up. So now it's now it's standing water, you know, 50, 60 yards wide. He's on the other side of the beaver pond up on the hill. There's no, for one, I'm downhill, and I don't want to try to call him down across the swamp. Two, I don't think I can get him. I mean, unless he's going to fly across the water. I ain't that good of a caller, nor'easter or not, you know what I mean? So the first thing I did was I pulled out my phone. I thought myself, all right, he sounds like he's about 300 yards away. I measured out 300 yards on hunt stand, and I dropped the pin where I thought he was. Then I turned around and walked back to the truck. So that's when I called you. Yeah, and I actually, that's what happened. Yeah, and I, I remember I said something. We, uh, I don't remember how it went, but I, I remember I, I went to Sadie. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him today. But I wasn't talking to Trev. I was actually talking to the mechanic working on his truck because his Bluetooth <laughs> picked up the conversation. <laughs> so all the mechanic heard, heard me say is, I'm going to fucking kill him today. <laughs> and then... <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so then, you know, Trev disconnects the Bluetooth. Me and Trev get back on the phone. I said, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm getting in the truck. I'm going to leave him where he's at. I'm going to get in the truck. I'm going to drive back around. To the backside, there's another parking spot. Could you imagine being the mechanic and you're just <laughs> driving the car and you just about shit yourself? Some dude just says, I'm going to fucking kill him today. <laughs> hey, Could you imagine being that guy? Killer's going to kill. <laughs> Whether it is mechanic or not. <laughs> so, uh, so I get in the truck. And I feel like a lot of people might not take the time to, to do that. Um, maybe like... Uh, I've only been turkey on five, six years, so I'm I'm consider myself very novice. But um, I feel like a lot of people you strike up a bird, you get excited, and you start working the bird. And I try to 
we'll we'll get into this a, a little later in the episode but i'm a little bit more methodical i i, I like to stop and think for a second because it's only a second <laughs> you're hunting with the wrong guy oh yeah oh yeah so so i i like i you know i don't get i, I get excited you know i hear the gobble but i don't get too carried away i stop and i i think about my next move because it's a chess match out there when you're working turkeys and every little move you make is going to be a make or break situation uh you know whether you get it done or not so rather than oh my god there he is let me keep let me keep calling to him let me start working this bird i stop working the bird i drop the pin i turn around i walk back to the truck i get in the truck pull out of the parking lot drive up the road get up above him pull in another parking lot and he was so there's a there's actually a parking lot on both sides of the road i was so scared that i was going to bump this bird i actually parked on the opposite side of the road and crossed the road and dropped in so as i dropped in again i was thinking ahead and i wanted to work the terrain i didn't want to just go right in at him i kind of wanted to come around the outside so um i used the terrain i dropped in i got into a safe spot pull out the call i let out some yelps nothing so I gave it a couple of minutes and I'm listening, nothing. A couple more yelps, nothing. I'm like, I, I I don't believe it. So the only thing I could think of is maybe when I struck him up, he started to, to come and he was heading for my original location. So I, I kind of backed out again because I didn't want to get too close to the bird. So I used the terrain, a little hill, came around the backside. I got right on the edge of uh, where it drops off into that beaver swamp and... um I look, pulled out my phone. I figured I was about a I was a hundred yards from where I had dropped that pin, and uh, hit the call again, and he hammered right back. Right, right. He was right about where I dropped the pin. So, at this by now, Trev's texting me, and he's like, oh, "What were you? Three minutes out? Three minutes from the gate?" Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not at the gate. I, you know, I told Trevor where I was parked. I was like, hey, when you get there, just stay at the truck now. This bird's right here. There's no way you're going to get in here. By the time Trevor was pulling in the parking lot, uh, a hen came through. She passed through. She was clear, and, and he was right right behind her, right on her ass. And then he just he hung up. At, he wasn't too far. He's about 50 yards. And I'm working the bird, and I'm just – I tried every, every – uh, trick in the book I, you know I, I i got quiet on them tried to piss them off that didn't work i tried scratching leaves that didn't work i started to get mouthy with them that didn't work and it, it felt like eternity but it, it all honestly it was like maybe 15 that's good 15 20 minutes trying to get this bird to break strut. he dropped his pocket oh <laughs> um maybe 15 20 minutes working this bird and he's just holding tight just just strutting i could hear him spitting um but he was just holding there, holding there, holding there, holding there. Well, I just bought a fan. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't hate me. <laughs> no, nope. so um, I bought a, a Montana decoy, like two-dimensional, you know, folds up, sticks in your I've been carrying it around. Um, all day? No, for all three days. Oh, Very okay. lightweight, folds up, you know. And it was one of those things where... I didn't plan on using it. It was like I'd rather, you know, have it, not need it, and then need it, not have it. It's like a sidearm. Yeah. So the way the way the bird was, I was above him. It was perfect, and um, he was in a little he was in a little dip. So most of the time, I could just see his head, and I kept losing him down there. But he really wasn't going anywhere. But I I couldn't find him, and I kept trying to peek up so I could see where he was. 
and I, I just didn't get it. I didn't have enough height to like, it's like I was like stuck. I couldn't get any higher. So I was like, you know what? Let me see what this fan's all about. I've never used one. So I reach back in my vest. I pull it out. I deploy it. So, yep. I'm not. I went like. <laughs> well, well, I had the Tacticam running on the gun. So, you know how that is. Any little noise or click. When you touch the stock of that gun, it, it always sounds way louder than it really is. So, the decoy hits the gun. You hear a little clank. Didn't bother the bird. So, I'm not holding this decoy at ground level. It's like almost above my head. Just to, because it had to be that high for the bird to actually see it. So, he sees it. And he's he's probably at like 45, 50 yards. And he turns and looks and he doesn't like it. But he's, he doesn't just come charging in. He... He comes in about another 10 yards. Well, as he gets closer, because of the way the elevation is, he starts disappearing behind the hill. So as he gets closer and he disappears, I start standing up more, standing up more, standing up more. Before you know it, I'm full. I'm stood up completely on both feet. I'm behind a, I'm behind a tree, not, not in front of a tree. I'm behind a big tree, and I'm, I'm peeking out this fan. Well, it gets to the point where he's getting so close, I can't see him at all fully stood up because he's behind the hill. And then I realized I'm like, well, I'm fully stood up and I can't see him. The next time I see him, he's going to be coming up the hill and he's going to pop his head out at 20 yards. So I just dropped the fan and picked up the gun. And two seconds later, his head pops up over that. I mean, I couldn't see a feather on this bird. I could just see him from the neck up. And I put the sight on his head and pulled the trigger and he just disappeared. <laughs> and about five seconds later, I get a text from Trev in the parking lot. He did. <laughs> and I said he didn't flinch. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of epic to be there and still be part of it, right? But but to be in the parking lot, like the anticipation, still like you can't see nothing, you can't do nothing. You're just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I sat in that parking lot for 25 you, minutes, bro. You, just you, waiting. You want an update? You want a text? <laughs> hey, what, what's going on? What's going right. on? You, but you just don't bother him. Just leave him. Let him do just his let thing. It do. Yeah. Yeah. Let it do, boo-boo, you know, and it's it's it was kind of funny because I'm like, all right, wait for it, wait for it. I got the window cracked. I'm like, all right, is it going to go? Is it going to go? Boom. And you know it's over, right? Because you're waiting for it. You're like, yeah, all right, follow, if I hear the follow second up thing, shot, yeah, yeah. Where, where's the follow-up? Where's the follow-up? And you just know it. It's, it's done and over with. So then so then I made my way to meet up with, with Steve and then head down and kind of do our celebratory thing and hang out and hear the story and see what happens and it was something else dude it was it was definitely really cool it awesome, was man. it was awesome especially to be on your home turf and you've been frustrated throughout the whole entire season not being able to find or roost birds or you know and and not that you know what's kind of funny is and I'll bring this up and not not to poke fun but just just to kind of to to tell the story right mm. and kind of prove the point um like you were trying to roost birds and not shot gobble them you were just naturally going into the woods which there's nothing wrong with that well, yeah there's nothing wrong with that that's a a great way to do things when you're scouting um but sometimes when you really want to find those birds if they're not going to do what they need to do you have to make that noise you have to make that initiation yeah so right. you can go in there at first light or last light and sit there and if you don't hear something then crack off right and try and get that strike of that gobble well, you know to do it naturally yeah, i learned that the hard way the i said before i've only been turkey on five i caught five and a half years because i actually started in the middle of the season but um 
the first couple of years, I pretty much just hunted a couple of private farms here at my house where I lived, where we are sitting right now, and and uh, a good friend of mine's farm across town. Those birds hammer morning and night all the time. I don't know if it's a private land thing. You know, nobody really messes with them. You know, we've got a pretty good buffer. Um, no one really turkey hunts our borders or anything like that. They're going to gobble every night as soon as they hit the limb, and they're not going to shut up until it gets dark. Right. Apparently, public land birds are different, and nobody told me. So I expected I was just going to go out there, sit on the tailgate, drink my coffee, listen to the Yankee game, and wait till one gobbles. It it doesn't work because, I mean, I, I went I went maybe three weeks without hearing a gobble. You know, and I, and I didn't like. Hey, I mean, you could and and you could also sat on the tailgate the first time and heard one light off. I mean, that's just right. That's luck of the draw, right? right? right. And I mean, us guys like myself, I run around, dude, from spot to spot to spot and try and get three spots in in one night. Like I'll try and how owl who early or crow call early, try and get one. Right. Like you know those birds well, there, then you go to the next one, and then the next one. So I'm like moving. I don't want to sit. I want to try and whack them. Right. You know, get them, you know, well, I, want, I was going to say whack them off, but that, that you, didn't you, work. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad idea. Well, the, I thought about that twice. Well, the other thing, too, you know, we we joke around about all the time. I, I overanalyze a lot of things. I overthink a lot of things. Me and Trev talk about that all the time. So one of the things that was going through my mind is how many other guys have, you know, you hear the story. I think Weddish talks about it where, like, you know, the turkey hears the truck drive down the road, popping on the gravel, pulls over, slams the door shut. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nothing gobbles. They slam the door. They start to talk. Pulls back off again. Right. And the bird don't gobble because he's played the game before. So me being the you know over analytical you know thinker, you know what? I'm not gonna do what the other guy does. I'm just gonna pull in there silent. I'm gonna get out. And I'm just I'm gonna let him gobble on his own. Right. It doesn't work. Not I, it, it hasn't been working for me on public. So unfortunately for me, no one told me that until the day before opening day. My buddy Ryan Higgins. I was talking to him and he's. You know, I'm, I'm like, dude, I can't find a bird. And he goes, well, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> well, at least he he says, you're just doing. sitting there? You can't do that. <laughs> not at night, not in the evening anyways. And I was like, well, what the hell? They gobble at my house. And he's like, nah, dude, that ain't going to work. So not that I don't trust Higgins. He's, you know, he's one of my best friends. I talk to him every day. I called Trev because he's, uh, Ryan's down in Georgia. So maybe his birds are different. I'm going to call Trev. Trev. Listen, I just got off the phone with Higgins. He says, I can't do that shit. What do you think? He goes, nah, dude, you can't do that. I'm like, what the hell? So now I'm like, I, I just wasted two weeks of time trying to roost birds silently, not not striking nothing up. And uh, it's I got one full day before opening day, and I don't, I don't know where there's a bird that I can hunt opening day. So I get up early Tuesday morning, the day before opening day. The first place I went to, I let out this god-awful screech. Like a screech owl without like a, the owl. Like a screech owl without the owl with a nor'easter coyote call. kicked in the nuts. Yeah, I he took a... like... And <laughs> guess what? Sounds like a jackass. And I'm like, holy shit. There's two right there, baby. I got, I'm got. i in the game. I got something to set up in the morning. I, I figured like, this one out. Yep. That's right. So... I don't know where we're going with that. No, but. no, no, no. But but no, it it just it was just to prove the point that like you sometimes you do have to go and do that. Like some people might not know. You know what I'm saying? They might do what you're doing, or you know they might not, or somebody might call you an idiot. But hey, it is what it is. But no, so so day two of the season was was a great day. I mean, it, you finally came and that there's that killer killer's gonna kill kind of instinct on it. Made it happen. Great bird, double bearded. 
inch and some change spurs, like killer public land bird, like doesn't get better than that. And then, so then we decided that we were going to go in day two. Now this is where shit goes south. This hunt was something I, else. I don't consider it south. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't south, but it was. It was a highlight for me. Well, I know, and it, it was, was a, one of the best turkey hunts I've ever experienced. It's a different type of experience, I guess you could say. It was one that you know, like you had hunted with me the day before on on day two, and kind of experienced well, what should have happened. Right. Well, th- <laughs> let, let's go over that real quick. So. I've already said it three times. I'm a, I consider myself a novice turkey hunter. I'm, I'm self-taught, aside from watching some YouTube videos. I've never, I've hunted with my buddy Maddie, but we're both kind of on the same level with, you know, turkey hunting experience. I've never had a turkey mentor. I've never went with somebody that, you know, kind of show me the ropes or how they did it. And that's how we ended up hunting together on Thursday. I said, you know, one one day this week, I want to get out with you. Like, I want to see how you do it compared to, you know, I've had success. I've figured out ways to get it done, but it's the only way I know. I want to, I want to see how you do it and compare it to how I do it and, and see the, the differences and what I'm doing the same as you, what I'm doing different than you, what I can change and adapt. And that's how we ended up together on the, on uh, this two day hunt. And it's, so we, we ended up hunting day three together again. So this is yeah, the second day. We had already hunt hunted together. day two together. Yeah. Now, now we're going to the day, day three. Day three. So we end up hiking into a piece of public, one that I've hunted for quite some time. Um, had a lot of success there, some great birds. Um, and, I, you know, I hadn't pre-scouted it, just kind of knowing, you know, like, hey, these birds are here year after year after year. Let's get in this spot. Let's have some fun. So we end up hiking in. We get to about one spot. And... I'm about to owl hoot, and you're like, well, well, how do you know, like, this, that, and the other thing? And I'm yeah, like, listen. I'm like, uh, when it comes to turkey hunting, I have, like, a 16-year-old mentality, you know, because I, I'm it's so new to me. So I'm, like, on, I'm, I'm pulling on, on Travis' shirt all day, like, well, what about this? What, why do you do this? You know, like, Can asking I ask all these questions. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just I'm trying to get the, the, the whole what he's thinking, why he's doing what he's doing. And, and uh, me, I'm just like, dude, just shut, shut up, the, sit back. Shut up. Stop thinking. Just, let, <laughs> just let's you know. hunt, but No, but so... So we end up hitting off the owl call. Nothing responded. Nothing responded. Nothing responded. And I'm like, dude, we got to push a little bit further. Further, but it's still kind of early. So let's wait. So we you wait. Wanted for to, you wanted to really confirm they that they weren't, weren't there. right there before yeah. we blew through there. Yeah. So then, so then we ended up. So we confirmed that they weren't there. We pushed forward, and they ended up naturally gobbling. I believe. We, I don't think I had owl hoot at. No, we we just got on top. Yeah, and we were just gonna park it for a second, and then they they ended up lit, lighting off on their own. So then we moved in on them, and then the so the sun's starting to come up, and it's about fly down time. I hear one fly down, uh, but they're I mean they're hammering, hammering on the roost. It's like four ha- or five of them, hammering. and just going to town. And so then I end up hearing a hen, yep. and I'm like, all right. I said I'll show you what we do with this. So this is where war starts. So. I get into it with them. Like I, if I'm gonna listen, if you're gonna turn it on, I'm gonna turn it on. If you're gonna turn it up, I'm gonna turn it up. Like we're going at it. Like it, we're gonna. It's like it's like um, Mayweather and Holyfield, dude. We're gonna fight it out as f- best that we can. You know, me and the hen. So we're cutting back and forth. We're you know we're we're yelping and cutting and this that and the other thing. And these birds are just letting loose. I mean, how how how. 
I mean, going nuts. And Steve's like, dude, they're caught up. They're caught up on the on the stone wall. And I mean, I'm like, two, there was actually two stone walls. Two stone walls. But it, it wasn't a bad setup. It, it was property line thing. There was there really there was not the first stone wall was the property line, and the second stone wall was on private. private. So there, you know, there was nothing we could do about that. So I said, I said to Mardik, I said, listen, I said, if these things get over this. This uh, stone wall, I says they're going to be in our lap in a matter of a second. Oh, I yeah. guarantee you that. I said. I mean, they're just they're, coming, out, they're, they're just out of sight as is. Right. I says. I says if they if they get over this thing and break through this, I said it's on. It's absolutely and utterly on. So then they they're going back and forth, kind of on the wall, and you can hear them left to right, left to right, and they're trying. They couldn't do it, dude. I think a hen come and scooped them up. Drug them off the other way. The mouthy one stayed with us, so that's what was the hen did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what she was, was on was our con- side. Yeah, and uh, she was trying to get him to come too. Right. And uh, so they end up working their way down um, to the north of us. And I was like, "All right, listen, dude. I says we got one option. We need to run up there. We need to get ahead of them. We need to call them again and see what happens." So we get down. We get back on the trail. We head down the woods. We try and cut them off. And I, so I get to the other side and I yell, and it's silent. I'm like, oh no, no. I'm like, dude. And Marty's like, what? And I'm like, I'm telling you, I, I don't think they came this far. I says, we're, we're way too ahead of them. He's like, what do you mean? I go, I'm telling you, we came way too ahead of them. We got way too far. We need to turn back, cut through the woods. I says, I don't think that they went that far. So we turn back. I start ripping on them again. And a hen starts dragging him away from us. And I'm like, dude, what the frig? I was like, we got to move. I said, we got to move. I said, we got to move again. And at this point, I can see, like, the, like the wheels turning in Marduk's head. And his eyes are rolling back. And he's like, ah, you know, not, like, you're trying not, to think. Not quite yet. It gets it gets a little more towards that. But <laughs> at this point, I'm like, okay, all right. Yep. But you got to remember, too. We, I've never been to this piece of, of uh, public before, and we came into the dark, so I don't know where we are. So mm-hmm. I'm just following Trevor around aimlessly, you know, and I trust him 100%, but I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, where are we? What are we doing? Every time we stop, I'm pulling out my hunt stand and like, all right, okay, we're here now. And I like to drop pins. So like I dropped the pin where those birds started and where they were going. So like I'm, I'm slowly starting to figure it out. Trevor's just a little faster than me. Because he knows the property, he's killed birds there. Or I don't care. I just run in the woods and then get lost and then try and find Onyx <laughs> on my way out. That's true. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much as getting lost. It no, was, I know. It was just what, no, no, I know. what move we were making and why we were making the move and where we were heading and you how were, we were trying were to cut the dogs, or dogs how, how we were trying to cut the turkeys off and all that stuff, you know? So so then Marduk's like, all right, we got to move forward just a little bit. So we end up moving forward. I start calling. They're still kind of calling, but they're getting distant and distant and distant and distant. And I'm like, all right. So he's like, well, you know what? I go, we got to move one more time. We got to get a little bit closer to him. And he's like, well, you know what? Let me smoke a cig. No, well, hold on. At first, we made that we had made that one quick set where we were like 40 yards apart. And I was to your, I was to your right, left. Right, and that's what I just and, said. Then we and, had to move forward. But this is when I actually uh, was the one that told you it's time to move because – you're calling to them, and I forget how many yards they were they were away. But again, I was watching on hunt stand, and he's calling, and they're they're vocal, they're they're responding every time he calls. You know, they're responding, but they're not moving. Every time he calls, they're in the same spot, the same spot, the same spot, the same spot. So I look over at Trev because we're like 40 yards apart. I was like, dude, now it's time to move. Now we got to move because they're not doing nothing, and we only had like I think 250 yards to work with. 
you know. Yeah, so it's like, not much. Let's let's move up. I mean, we got room. To, you could almost see the property line from where, where it's pretty open timber. I was like, let's move up as much as we can now, and 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 get the real estate while we can. That's when we moved up, and, and got set up in that. It and was we a pretty. I mean, for, it was it's wide open timber. I mean, you could you can see. 150 yards, 100, 100, 125 yards, and we found this one. It's like a double blowdown, like a little brushy spot. I mean, it was it was a it was a pretty sweet sweet spot for two guys to hide out. And uh, so so then they still didn't move again, but they were going a little. Now they're going back to the south, and I'm like, we got to move again. And then that's when Marduk was like, listen, well, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. They shut up for a while. They did shut up for a while. For like that's right, an hour. And I would call every 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, well, you know what? That's where they last were. They were a little bit more to the south. I said, let's move in on them just a little bit closer. And then you were like, well, let me drink some coffee, smoke a cigarette. You check your TikTok. Yeah. Let's relax for a minute. I need to make my Instagram post from my kill yesterday, you know, and uh, and all that stuff. Because we really didn't have a move, in my opinion, because the, the property line's uh, less than 100 yards in front of us. I don't know. We had to do something. Yeah. And there's a stone wall. I didn't want to sit there's there. A stone wall. Yo, do you get antsy? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, they're not really vocal right now. They don't, you know, you've been playing. The, you kept saying, Chuck kept saying, I'm going to sweet talk them. I'm going to sweet talk them. I'm going to sweet talk <laughs> I said, well, then get sweet talking because what you're doing, they ain't doing, they're just staying there. Just do something different. You know, they're not. And, and the way I looked at it was they just, it just wasn't time. They weren't ready to get killed. They were just doing their thing. They were responding, but they weren't, they weren't acting on it. I said, let's just, let's just, let's just chill out, you know, drink some coffee, check your, check your TikTok. Let's wait until they're ready. And when they responded back about, it was about an hour later, they were ready. Yeah. And, but that's when I, I wanted to make one more move. To kind of get a little bit closer to them because there had been like a little tiny creek bed. There was a two, it's like two like low line like little swamp type things. And there's a little creek that, that kind of connected the two of them in between. And I'm like, with them coming off from the south, which would have been our left, they would have had to come over that. And if they, if they didn't want to come over that, then we were screwed. They would have been pinned up about 45 yards. And I was like, we got to move. Well, so then I and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I, I don't know, but we got to do something. And then I was like, well, you know what? I says, let's hit the call one more time. Right. So the, I hit the call. The, right. The tough thing there too was, it wasn't. We definitely needed to make that move, but if you looked around, you couldn't see a spot to move to. There's like, there's no cover. There's no big tree. You know what I mean? Like it was like we're gonna, we need a move, but where's the move? And we need to do it now. But you, you, there's just like really nowhere to go. Like we're stuck out in the open. And they're they're coming hard, you know what I mean? Like we were almost pinned, where it's like if, if and we, they were kind of coming down on a downhill. Yeah, angle. so That's it's it's thing. it's like in the back of your head, and, and Trev's hundred percent right. Like we needed to move, but it's like if we move and it's too late, we're gonna get caught with our pants down. So I'm like, you know, Trip, we might have to stay here. Like it's not the ideal, but it. You know what? Where are we gonna go? And then after hitting the call, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, we're done. They've now they're, cleared a hundred yards. We're, we're stuck here now in yep. a matter of seconds. So now they're on us. So Steve starts seeing them coming over the stone wall. They're starting to work their way down. He's like, "They're right there." I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "He's like, yeah." I'm like, "They're okay. Let's do this." So he's like, "All right, let's wait for the two birds to come out. They'll clear." He goes, "You you stay on the first one. I'll shoot the second one, and then you shoot the first one." And I was like, "All right." So 
the first bird comes down and I watch him and he hits that creek, that little tiny, we'll call it a creek, but it's not. It's like a little ditch. He hits that and stops. And I'm like, fuck. But he's like, he's like strutting his way in there. And so he hits that and he stops. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, now what are you going to do? I said, where's the second bird? Where's the second bird? And I'm like, I can probably hit it. It's 45 yards. I said, I probably can shoot it. And I says, where's the second bird? So then here comes the second bird. And he's like, you know, maybe in time, probably 20 seconds behind the first bird. So he comes in and he trucks right through it. He's about 10 yards closer to us and he trucks right through it. Doesn't even think about it. Comes right through. He comes right out. So as he's starting to come out and I'm like, dude, I'm going to shoot this bird. I said, when he comes in the opening and he don't see nothing, he's going to get a little weary. And I start to see him as he starts to come, he starts to slow down. And you can tell, I mean, a lot of the times if you're watching that bird, man, you watch that bird's feet. When that bird's feet stops in motion or slows down in motion, you know, things are changing. His attitude's changing. You just you can read the bird by the way that he's walking. When he's coming in and he's coming in fast, now he gets into that zone and he starts to slow down. Gets a little upright. When he starts to get, when he, yeah, even upright, but when he starts to go and his steps and his strides get shorter and he's not moving forward as much as he, he was, then you know things are about to get weird. When you see him stop or go in mid-stride, now you know things just got serious. So this bird comes out in the clearing. And I'm like, dude, I says, we got to shoot him. Mm-hmm. I says, I'm, I, I got to shoot him. I says, he's he's coming out. Now he's perking up. He's starting to slow down. He's got to shoot him now. So I'm like, you want me to shoot him? He's like, yeah, shoot him. So I shot the first bird. And now I'm like, all right, well, now where's the second one? I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, Marty could get a shot on him. So he's like, call, call, call. So I'm like, all right. So I start calling. I start ripping, trying to get him to come over. Maybe he's going to attack the other one, this, that, and the other thing. Well, now I can see the second bird. He's kind of in the thick stuff, but he's starting to get a little weary. Now he's starting to go back to our left-hand side. I'm like, all right, can you see him? I'm like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. I was, he's, I'm like, he's going, he's going, he's going. I'm like, he's like, shoot him. So I just shot the second yeah, bird. I, so I, what happened was I, the way the cover was, I couldn't see the second bird from where I was. I could see the, I could have shot the first bird, but we had already, you know, we had a game plan on how we was going to shoot. So Chev could already see the second bird when he shot the first bird. So by the time I could clear cover and find it, Chev was already on it. And it's just like, dude, shoot it. Don't, well, that was it, my bird to begin with, or the bird that I was going to shoot because off, it was the yeah, first, the first bird. bird so I'm watching second, yeah. that. So I'm watching that bird right. and seeing what it does. So now I know where it is. So I don't have to worry about picking him up. I already knew You're where already he on, was. Yeah. So, so just. And I just shot and, the bird. Yeah, I mean, because it just, and it was the same thing happens. as the first. He was he was getting ready to scram. It was like either you pull the trigger right now or no one's pulling the trigger. And that's the thing with open hardwoods. I mean, no decoy is is a tough thing. I mean, it's effective and it works because they have to search for you, but more in thicker stuff. So when you set up on that, it's more of a cover stuff where you're in a thicker a thicker situation to be able to get on that bird. You're not you're not going to be able to kill that bird in open hardwoods unless you have some type of screen to get you there. When you're using terrain, if it's a little tiny valley or a little tiny ditch or if it's, you know, a little... I mean, it, it doesn't have to be much, but just enough that they have to come over, and when they're over, they're already on top of you. They're within 30 yards. They're already in shooting range. And, you, you know, it's just those little things that you have to use. Where we were on flat ground, they're coming down on us on a slight incline, coming down to us. Now they're on a flat... You know, we and it's wide open. I think our the cover we were in was our screen. Like they they oh, expected absolutely. to see the hens on the be, other side behind us. So mm-hmm. by the time they got and the first bird got in front of us, he could actually see past us, and that's when he got weird. 
You know what I mean? Like we oh, were, we were in the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. He thought that it was he was in the tree and he come around and he was like, "There's nothing here. Right. Now what? Now right. now it's on." And it was just it was just epic. It was absolutely epic from from the start to the finish. It was just absolutely epic, man. These birds. I mean, M- M- Mardik said it. He's like he's like, dude. He he was talking to Higgins on the phone. He's like, I don't think I've ever heard that many gobbles in a turkey hunt. I mean, it was close to three hundred. Yeah, I've heard a lot of gobbles. The what really did it for me was you talking shit with that hen. <laughs> uh, you know, I've heard hen vocals. Uh, I've never, I've never got as aggressive as you with the call. And to, to hear that interaction with with you getting mouthy with her and her firing back, and the the more she fired back, the more you fired back. Like that was pretty cool to just sit back and watch. It's. I don't know. I I get, dude. I have just as much fun, if not more fun with fighting with a hen than I do with Tom because I don't know something about it. Just, I don't know, dude, if one wants to come and slap me in the face, well, guess what, dude, we're going to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like it's, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things. And then you have your passive aggressive hens too, that don't, they're not going to be like that. They're going to just wheel off the other way. They're going to just tow them off. But there's those ones that just dude, they will drag into you like nothing else, bro. So for the listeners out there that don't really know, you'd agree, like, you basically want to match that hen. 100%. So if, she's, if she seems passive, you don't want to really get too much more louder or more aggressive than her. If she wants to get a little aggressive, you, you just kind of want to match her. Well, it's it's one of those things. So, like, if, if she's making some type of – so. Sometimes she might, if you know that that Tom is with a hen and she's not making any noise, that's when it's like the the convincing yelp or the, you know, the just the calm, cool, collective yelp. Like, I'm over here. What's up? Like, just, yep, 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 yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that, that, yep, 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 yep. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get too excited. You just want to stay cool, calm, and collective and just kind of like a convincing yelp. Just chill. And a lot of times that will bring those hens in, especially if they're a little bit more aggressive, if they're not making any noise. But when those hens decide that they want to snap at you and they want to cut and they want to come and fight, you just give it to them, bro. Just roll it on. If they're cutting, cut. If they're cutting, cut. If they're yelping, yelp. If they're, if they're, whatever they're doing, man, if you got to, you know, and they want it, just give it to them, dude. Just pour it on because they're going to come tailing in like you've never seen. I mean, there's some videos um, that we have on the YouTube page. Um, Steve, when was that last one? That la- Was it the last one, yeah, the nasty hen? I that think was- it was uh, two weeks ago that we put up that you cut with. We cut a lot out of that because you fought with her for 13 minutes straight. <laughs> Trev loves talking shit to the bitches. I mean, if they're gonna go, Girl we're gonna fight. go. You know, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I mean, they do call me the bearded hen, but no, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that like, I don't know. I just like messing around with them, dude. They're fun. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times they have their boyfriends are in tow, so it, if you can get them to come, you their boyfriends are coming with them. It's really cool for you to talk about that and hear you talk about that because you don't hear people talk about interacting with hens much. It's all about calling in toms and how to talk to a tom and sweet talk a tom and get them in but you there's not a lot of people out there talking about what to do with the hens you know well i mean it's sometimes there's some situationals where you have to you have to cater to the hens there i mean there's a lot they're of almost times like a, they're a blocker so you got to deal 100%. you got to deal with her to get to him i mean that's maryland to at a the same time though a hen is a live body decoy 
Right. One hundred percent. Right. So if you, Deeper can, if, you if you can talk, you want to get her in there. So you got to know how to how to talk to talk with her, and and not really. You know, you're almost you're, you're using her to get to the top. You have to remember, it's one of those things. Is is I kind of look at it like this: is you know, you keep your friends close, but you keep your enemies closer. That bitch is the biggest enemy you'll ever have. She will ruin your day quicker than you could ever think about it. Honestly, like that, she can ruin your day. Your morning, your afternoon, she can ruin it if she wants because she's going to wheel and deal with them and take them wherever they want. So if you can convince them and you can play with them and get them to do what you want to do, I mean, you got to match them, dude. I mean, if you don't even know, a lot of people and 90% of people that are turkey hunting, they've never even heard a hen in the woods. They've never, you know, they've never, you know, heard those natural noises. So the more you can play with that thing, what are you going to do? Screw it up? It doesn't matter. You don't want her near you anyways. Or you, I mean, it's not that you don't want her near her, but that's not what you're asking. So if you can play with her and see what you can get away with, then you can get away with three times more with a Tom. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know. I I like playing with them. I like bringing them in. And look, I got lucky and shot a bearded hen because I brought in a bearded hen because I was playing with them. I was cutting with them on a glass call. I mean, it's just the way it goes. I don't know. So, But it was fun. It was it was fun in the morning, cutting at her and getting them to gobble. And then the, just the whole hunt in, in a hole was just a, it was just a killer hunt. It was absolutely epic. My, one of my most memorable turkey hunts I've ever been on. I didn't even pull the trigger. And I don't even care. It, you know, doesn't you know? It, that's not what it's about for me. It was no. an awesome, awesome, awesome experience for me. I mean, those those hunts and I didn't are, have to waste a ten dollar TSS. Dude, you know, you know, and it, it's the past. Uh, well, I didn't waste one on today's hunt in, in real world, but the. The past two hunts, I've had to shoot fucking twice. My Maryland bird, I shot twice, and then I had to shoot twice on this turkey hunt. I'm going through shells like nothing. They only come in boxes of five. So yeah. technically, I went through almost <laughs> and, a box and, of shells. And they ain't cheap. <laughs> Dude. But you but know what? It's effective. worth it. They're worth it. Very yeah. effective. Yeah. Right. And there's those people out there that talk crap on the TSS. Yeah. And, I mean, Steven went to TSS. Yep. I went to T- TSS, you went to TSS, or you been shooting TSS, I mean, for coyotes and stuff like that. It's a very effective round. And it's not, you know, everyone goes and they talk shit about it, right? And they say, well, why would you want to do that? If you can't get them within 40, you don't deserve that bird. Why would you have to shoot that far? It's not about shooting that far. Don't you want the most legal, ethical shot that you can get on a bird? Then why wouldn't you shoot TSS? Yeah, it ain't about distance. No. You know, five yards is pretty much all you need. What happens when you shoot a bird with TSS? They don't flop. <laughs> they don't. You know when you kill a bird, if, if you're still shooting lead, and there's nothing, lead kills them, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. You shoot lead, and they start beating those feathers, you know, beating those wings, and there's feathers flying everywhere. You shoot them with TSS, they don't lose a feather. Remember the whole term, can't stop the flop? Well, guess what? I just TS, stopped it with TSS. TS, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, I got a buddy who says, you shoot TSS, you shoot them in the face, and you break their feet. <laughs> Yes. It just goes through their whole body. <laughs> it's, it's so true, man. It's a, it's a sick, sick way of doing things. Like it's and who's your? Oh, I'm gonna put this up. Your 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 arrow arrow building buddy, Mark, Gary, Gary, Gary. So his brother's Mark. He his had father's a, Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get them all mixed up. That There's guy. a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, he had a saying about arrows, and it makes sense with turkey hunting too. Uh, how many turkeys have you killed with your shotgun? A lot. None. 
you kill him with the shot. Oh, oh, very good call. Right? You kill very him with the call. shot. And what Gary says, I was being cocky, right, and pompous. Right. What well, Gary, well, the, the original saying is, how many, how many deer have you killed with your bow? None. You kill him with your arrow. You kill him with your broadhead. That's the most important part of your setup is that arrow and broadhead. That's so true. That's what's killing the deer. And it's the same thing with the turkey. It ain't the shotgun that's killing them. It's the shot that you're putting in their face. So why not shoot the most effective, you know, round mm-hmm. the best pattern you can? Why does why do turkey hunters shoot with three and a half inch shells? You don't need it. TSS is so good, guys. You're shooting a twenty gauge. I shoot a twenty guys, gauge three guys, inch. Guys are going down to four tens. They're not legal in Connecticut, but the guys are shooting, killing them with four tens yeah, at forty Stephen, fifty yards all day. Stephen yep. hunts with a four ten. Yep. So with now, TSS. Now you now you're running and gunning with a lighter gun. You know, it, it just why shooting over and under? Right. I carry a light ass over and under, right. and I shoot it in twenty gauge. If I could, I'd shoot it. I have, had, I have had the same, if not better, effect with TSS in a 410 than I have from a three and a half inch shooting number sixes. And it doesn't matter what mix you have, you know, whether it's four, five, sevens or whatever, you know, heavy shot or long beard XR, take your pick. That TSS does the same thing on steroids. It's, it's, I learned it when I was down at your house, Steve, in Virginia. I mean, it's, I shot a I shot my three and a half inch twelve gauge, uh, long beard XRs. I shoot the the barrel at like thirty yards or whatever it is, and then I took my twenty gauge and I took a shot at that. The amount of we'll call it <laughs> penetration, because that's what it was in the f- in in the steel barrel was astronomical. I was like, dude, you yeah, have to be kidding me. Yeah, the three and a half doesn't penetrate the steel barrel, but the TSS goes right through Rips it. Rips into it. Well, the other thing, uh, I mean, some people might not even know what we're talking about or fully understand it, but um, when you're talking payloads with uh, turkey loads, you know, like old school lead, you know, you got you got your guys that shoot like fours, you got fives, you got sixes. You know, I used to shoot fives. But the game you're playing there is you can only fit so much weight uh, you know, say it's two ounces of two ounces of load. Well, if you got fours, they're bigger pellets, so they're going to carry the kinetic energy down range because they're heavier. But you're going to have less pellets. You're going to have more holes in your in your pattern. If you want to go up to say sixes, you know you're going to have more pellets, so you're going to have less holes in your pattern. But because the pellets are lighter, you, they're going to carry that kinetic energy. You know, uh, less kinetic energy downrange because they're lighter. When you go to tungsten, the tungsten's heavier than lead. So you can actually shoot, what is it, two, two, two shot sizes? Two shots, yep. Two, yeah. two shot size smaller pellet carries the same kinetic energy as larger. So instead of shooting a four or a five, you know, now we're shooting seven and a half. So you're getting twice the amount of pellets, less holes in your, you know, more pellets in the pattern, tighter, not a tighter pattern, but just a fuller pattern, but it's hitting as hard as we were shooting our number fives at greater distances. Correct. It's like, I mean, if I could, we'd shoot, I shoot nines. Oh, oh without a doubt. We can't and shoot the them only here. reason we don't is because I of, do. Of it's not long. legal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love my nines. They're I lethal. Did. I mean, I, I shot them in Virginia. But I didn't shoot anything, but I have them. Yeah. <laughs> we shot at. We shot at, right. So I have to we shoot a seven and a half them. here. But it's, I don't know, the TSS is a great thing. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a continuing argument. It's it's just like the Ashby theory and heavy arrows and all that shit. I mean, it's it's whatever you're into, man. And whatever you think is feel is right, right? I mean, like, it's Dodge Ford Chevy, bro. Yeah. If, if you want to drive a shit box, dude, and shoot lead, then, then have at it. You know? I mean, it's just the way it goes. 
that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody got that? I mean, come on, boys. Oh, no, <laughs> Where trust you? me. I'm in the background just laughing. <laughs> Jeez. You know, but. Yeah, no, you, the, you pick your poison. It's just like your bow. You shoot what's comfortable. You shoot what you you trust. And I'm never going to knock anyone for it. But when you start questioning why didn't that bird go down or why did this happen or that happen? Why do you walk off and I didn't, you know. Yeah, he why did I shoot him and he still I, flopped I, for you know, 60 I, yards? I had to pass him at 45 yards because I have a 40-yard max. Yeah. You know, there are options. It's just it's just fun, man. You got to get out there. You got to do it. You got to fail. You got to have fun. You got to enjoy it. I mean, that's what it's all about, Well, honestly. that's half the fun of turkey hunting is gear. Ugh. Oh, I want to try this. Ooh, let's try that. Hey, buy that. Hey, try this. This call, that call, what sounds best, what doesn't, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, you can, you as Trev proved, you can call him in on a friggin' oyster shell. I mean, you can. kill him with a stick bow. It is. I mean, it's 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 what you want to make of it. I mean, if you, in turkey hunting, you could fail a million and one times. You can think that you haven't figured it out, but you don't because they'll figure you out. You can you can try to do it one way, whether it's you know deer hunting for them, hunting them out of a blind, running and gunning, whatever you think. I mean, you can make them. You can do it any way you want, and that's one thing about turkey hunting. And you know the cool thing about turkey hunting is, if my neighbor shot my turkey, I wouldn't be pissed because I really don't care because it's a turkey. Yes. If you shot my giant whitetail, I'd be pissed. I, so, well, I said that to Trev. <laughs> Trev <laughs> so oh, you said so that. So Trev, yeah, Trev doubles up in front of me, you know, and, the, and and I had doubled up in front of a buddy last year. And it, same, same concept. You know, I was going to shoot one. He was going to shoot the other. Shit got Western quick. You know, shit happens, and bullets got to fly, and shit's got to die. You know what I mean? So same thing happened with me and Trev. I'm, you know, 100%. You know, I'm, I'm in his ear. Shoot, shoot, kill him, kill him. I don't, I can't kill him. You better kill him, you know. So after, after the dust settles, Chev turns to me. He's like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." I'm like, "Dude, don't be sorry, man. Like, I'm, dude, I'm cool. Don't worry about me. You know what I mean?" So, um, I'm like, and you know, and I looked at him. I said, "Dude, I'm, I'm cool. Like, you do that every time in front of me, dude. Congratulations." Now, if that was a 150 standing there, we'd be fighting. <laughs> You know, it's a different story, but turkey, turkey. You, can, you can just shot all three. I wouldn't. That's care. right. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Oh, what? What do we got? You got a problem over there? Fire oh, he's got to go fix the fire again. He's putting down the mic. We're uh, we're actually using the mics by hand instead of uh, stands here. The southern boys got to fill up the old fire. It is getting a little chilly out. It it's is, a, it's man. A beautiful night though. It man. is. A, the the stars are out. <laughs> the sun. I almost said the sun is out. The stars are out, like you said, and. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous, man! Thanks for having us up here. Honestly, thanks, this thanks, was, thanks for coming, man. It was cool. This is awesome. It's we got to podcast outside by the it, fire. A little bit mobile it, here. There's not very many places in Connecticut where you can sit and not hear a car drive by. That or there's not very little light pollution okay. here. It's I got, I got the Foxwoods light over here. Oh, is that what that is from Foxwoods? Yeah. That's the, one, the wonder of it all. The wonder is that what they say this is the wonder of it all? Well, at least you know where Marduk lives is by Foxwoods. So what do you got planned for the rest of the turkey season, buddy? I know that you had kind of like your turkey, your your turkeycation. Yeah. So I um I took the our season opens on a Wednesday, so I took Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So I got the four days. With Saturday, we can't hunt Sundays. <clears throat> I'm back to work on Monday. So for the, you know, grinding wise, I'm pretty much going to be a weekend warrior. Uh, from here on out, unfortunately, um, I've got uh, our buddy Cody is getting married. 
I don't don't ask me the date. Middle of May on a Saturday, so that's gonna <laughs> we're gonna. I got to bust his balls about that. I mean, the first thing you never do is never get married in November. The second thing you never get married in May, right? You don't get it's turkey mar- season. You don't Come get on. married during deer season. You don't get married during turkey season. Cody. Right. Whoops. Well, we'll talk about that later. You failed. Um, so I'm gonna miss out on that Saturday, and then the last what is it? Five, five days of the season. I, I fly out. I'm heading to Miami. Can you imagine me in Miami? I'm going to fit right in. <laughs> yeah, more than you think. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't speak Spanish, so <laughs> no hablo. So I'm heading to Miami. I'm, I'm actually going to be in uh, in one of my very good friends, CV's wedding, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I'm, I'll be in Miami. I, I think I fly out the 26th. So by the time I come home, turkey season will be over. So, um but I'm going to get out, you know, during, I go back to work Monday. I'm going to get out in the morning. I'm going to try to roost some birds now that I know how to do it properly. Um, That's good. At yeah. least you figured out something this you live and learn, season. You know, you, you better learn something every time you go in the woods. Yep. Wouldn't be no point in going. Right. So, um, you know, I got I have I start work just late enough where, like, I, I could make a play on something if he was really hot and I really had him pegged down. So, you know. What are we talking about in Miami? Well, <laughs> what happens in Haven't Miami stays in Miami. Haven't pegged down. So, uh, if he's it, really hot. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, um, turkeys, I don't treat turkey season like I treat deer season. Like, uh, I, I'm starting to become that guy. But right now, like, even coming into turkey season, it really wouldn't bother me if I don't even kill a turkey in the season. As long as I... As, I, as long as I get in the game with one and I get to play the game and dance with them and, and, and play that cat and mouse game, I, I'm happy, you know. So I got my I got my bird. I'm happy with that. If I get one or two or three more, you know, I'll be fine with that. But I'm 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 satisfied. There's nothing wrong with that, man. We had a great season as it is. So I could close it up tomorrow, dude, and I could call but it isn't, done, dude. Honestly. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how it was kind of like, I mean, we're only four days in, four full days of hunting in on turkey season. And it's like almost for you. I've well, been yeah, going for you, two you weeks. Started early too. <laughs> um, all right, Connecticut. We're four days in, and with the with the conditions, with the wind and stuff, it's almost been like a sneaky banger, because it like it felt slow, like you know, like not a lot of action, but shit was dying too. So it was like a struggle, and then someone would get one killed, and then it was like, what the hell is going on? Not a lot, a lot of action, and then we get one killed, and then you know. One more. Yeah, one another, more. another one drops, yeah. and then, uh, you know, another one dropped today that you'll, I'm not going to say nothing about it, but you'll find about that soon. And then not, not a, uh, you guys were about halfway to my house. We get a call from another buddy, and he killed tonight. So, like, they're stacking up slowly, but it's, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's like sneaky banger, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just, like, right off the rip, bang, 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 but they're they're piling up. Absolutely, man. Well, as it winds down, the fire is starting to crest down. Uh, I got one question, and you've probably answered it a million and one times and think about it all the time. And might as well ask you. We're at your place. We're doing this turkey recap for, you know, your your turkey hunting and turkey hunting together, man. What drives you outdoors, Steve? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> every time. Oh, yeah. I've heard every single answer that you guys have ever asked everybody, and they're all great. Ah, is yours better? No, nah, I don't know. You guys can be the determined. That's that. independently. My my, my answer is so complex, but so simple at the same time. 
it's embedded. You know, everyone says it's in my roots. You know, my grandpa did it. My my dad did it. I look. It's so far into my DNA. Like I look at it as like it, it goes back to like prehistoric times with cavemen. You know, it's 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 just this drive to get meat, bring bring to fire. You that know, primitive the thing. primitive just hunter gatherer. You know, it's 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 just a burning desire in in me to just go out and provide and 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 just be a hunter and gather. And I don't. I couldn't see myself not. You're too close to the casino. That's why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a reservation well, land. Are, you, up, are we on reservation land? Growing up, it was a little bit of cowboys and Indians, but, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I it, it you know, a lot of people talk about roots, you know, but it, it's it's deep, deep, deep roots. You know, it's DNA. You can hear the fire on the mic. Oh, so yeah. Can you hear it? Isn't it beautiful? I don't think I've never podcasted by a fire before. I don't think this is some epic shit. No, I've podcasted in some weird places and stuff, but yeah, never around a fire. No, I could. I like it. I'm into it. It's definitely good. We'll have to borrow this with Will. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marty, hey. we'll be up there. Uh, yeah, you guys are welcome here anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of firewood to burn. Jeez. I mean, uh, what what gets better than this? We got some uh, good bourbon. We got some. Halfway decent cigars from the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> you know. These are turkey cigars, bub. Yep. They go yep. in the dube tube. Yep. We <laughs> <laughs> True story. Um, but no, we got some good bourbon. We got cigars. We got a campfire going and we're podcasting. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. My truck's right there. The tailgate's still bloody. I mean, life's good. It's real good. I like it. Well, guys, it's been a hell of a night and, uh, Mr. Martin. Wait till you see what happens when this mic gets turned off. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get wild. And with that, we will sign off live from Martin's mansion on the mountain. (laughs) No, you live on the mountain. We call this the hill. (laughs) Y'all are just going to have to stay tuned and keep taking this ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.